Shall we pray? Our loving Father, we thank you so much this morning. We thank you that you enable us. We are happy that you are going to bless us in a special way. Meet everybody's need before we leave here. We ask that you give us understanding and grace. That your word you give us this morning we will understand and put them into practice. We give you all the praise and we give you all the honor. Yours be the glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I think for the past three Sundays I have not been here. We are to look at the topic, the mission-minded youth. Luke chapter 19, from verse 12 to 27. And the same story is said in Matthew 25. So I, uh, there's an aspect that came up in Matthew 25, which is from 25, Matthew 25, 20 to 30. I'll add that one to the account. Today our projector is not working, so everybody has to open their Bible and read your own Bible. Verse 12. He said, A man of a noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and returned. So he called ten of his servants and gave them ten minutes. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, We don't want this man to be our king. He was made king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for the servants to whom he had given the money in order to find out what they had gained with it. The first one came and said, Sir, your mina has earned ten more. Well done, my good servant. His master replied. His master replied. You are transgressing in very small matter. The second came and said, As N five more, his master answered, Take charge for five cities. Verse 20. And then another servant came and said, Sir, here is your man. I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of, of you because you were a hard man. You take out what you did not put and reap what you did not. His master replied, I will judge you by your own words. You wicked servant. You need you knew that I am a hard man. Taking out what I did not put in and repairing what I did I did not sow. Why then did you put my money on deposit so that when I come, come back? His master replied, I was, I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. You take out what you did not put in and report you did not sow. His, his master replied, I will judge you by your own words. You wicked servant. You knew, you knew, did you, that I am a hard man taking out what I did not put and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you put my money? Why then didn't you? Why then didn't you put my money on deposit so that when I come back, I could have collected it? Then he said to those standing by, "Take this mina away from him and take it and give it to the one who has ten." He said, "Said they said, he has, he already has ten." He replied, "I tell you that to everyone who has more will be given, but ask." For the one who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away from him. But those enemies of who did not want me king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. And when you go to the, uh, the, uh, the Matthew account, verse 28 to 30, also added another thing. It says that, so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has 
will be given more, and they will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what they have, will be taken and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing. Amen. This parable is about is likened to the kingdom of God and the and the world at large. There are three key players in the in the parable. The first one is that the king, the king was going somewhere. That king is likened to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came to the earth and left and said that I'll be coming back. The subjects of the kingdom are the unbelievers, the people in the world. And also we have the servants of the king who are likened to us, the believers. So this, this uh, parable talks about these three kinds of people and what they are supposed to do. And their end, at the end of the, the day, what will be what will be their reward at the end of the day when their master comes? We know that Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'll come back and take you. So we know that Jesus is coming soon. Even though for 2,000 years he said this, nobody knows the time. Any time he can come. But at the same time, your time is defined. Whether Jesus comes or not, there's a, place, a day that you cannot do anything and you will call home. So you do what you are supposed to do. Either you come and meet you. Or you go and meet him before he comes. Hallelujah. Then the other group who is the subjects of the kingdom is the unbelievers. And the Bible says that there's a place prepared for unbelievers, unbelievers called hell. Anybody who does not accept Jesus Christ before he dies is going straight to a place called hell. There's no salvation after death. So if your friend, your family member, the people you walk around, the people you play with every day, you, leave, you, you see them like that and without ensuring that they accept Jesus Christ. When they die, there's a guaranteed place for them called hell. There's a guaranteed place for them called what? Has anybody here heard of hell before? Anybody here? Have you heard of hell before? Is it an interesting place? Is it an interesting place that you yourself you want to go? Do you want to go there? Will you wish it for your friend? your family member, then if you don't do anything about it, when they die like that, they will go straight to that place. Now, the, the second group that the parable talk about are the servants of the king who are the children of God or the believers. Do I have believers in this house? Can I see their hand? If you are sure that you are a believer, raise your hand. You are sure that when you die today, you go to where Jesus is. Let me see your hand well. Not like this one. If you are very sure, raise it well. Let me see. When Jesus comes today for rapture, you will go. I want to see the hands well. Are you sure? If you are sure, then stand up and let me see. If you are sure, stand up. Very sure. Don't stand up because somebody is standing up. Somebody say, heaven going is individual matter. Your parents cannot carry you to heaven. Your friends cannot carry you to heaven. Are you sure? Okay. Now, quite standing. Do you have friends and family members who are not like you, who have accepted Christ? If anybody is here who has got friends and family members who have not accepted, who has, uh, has, has, all of them have accepted Christ, then you sit down. All your family members, all your friends have accepted Christ. Oh, sit down. Oh, there's nobody here like that. Okay, please sit down now. If you refuse 
to tell them the way to heaven. And they follow that way. And they don't follow that way. When they die, where will they go? They'll go where? And you'll be happy. The Bible says that when we are in heaven, when after the end of the age, God will allow us to go and see heaven, uh, hell, how people are being tormented in hell once in a while. So that if you say, oh, me, I'm okay. If my father doesn't, my, my friend doesn't go to hell. Bible says that after we die and the judgment is done and those of us who are children of God, we are on the new earth. We'll be allowed to see what happens in hell once in a while. And we'll see the terrible things that happen. If you want to go and see your friends suffering there, if you want to go and see your family members suffering there, then keep quiet, don't do anything. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, those of us who are children of God, who are the servants, there are twofold ways that God has called us. He called us in two ways. One, he called us to make us a blessing. He called us so that we can become blessing to others. He wants to bless us to the extent that out of abundance that we have, other people can enjoy. That's the first blessing. And I heard some people have been singing some song called what? Enjoyment. Enjoyment. I heard so. But I haven't seen anybody dancing before. Is there a song like that? Eh? Enjoyment. That's the first part of calling. God has called us to do what? Enjoy. He wants to bless us. He wants you to drive the best car, to live in the best house, everything to be the best. But there's a second part of it. The second part is that he wants us to be his ambassadors. Have you heard before that this Bible says that we are Christ's ambassadors? Have you heard that one before? Eh? Who is an ambassador? Are Christ ambassadors in this house? If you are sure that you are Christ ambassador, raise up, raise up your hand and let me see. Okay. Some people are not too sure. That's okay. But the Bible says it's whether you are sure or not. The Bible says that every child of God is an ambassador. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18 to 20 says, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Not counting people's sin against them. And he has committed to us a message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us. We employ you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to In this scripture, the twofold calling is explained here. The first part is that in all this God who reconciled in, and all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus. How do we become reconciled to God through Christ? When we accept Jesus Christ as our personal savior, we become reconciled to God. So we are likened to the servants of the king. So we are servants of Jesus Christ. As servants, we are supposed to be living a life of enjoyment because all our needs are supposed to be supplied by our As ambassadors, when you represent a nation, all your needs are supplied by your nation. You don't become ambassador, don't you go to an ambassador is who? Somebody who represents a nation in another nation, isn't it? That's ambassador. So, for instance, Ghana's ambassador for the U.S. 
goes to the U.S. and represents Ghana's interest, isn't it? So when we are ambassadors of Christ, it means that we are here to represent the interest of Christ. And when the U.S. ambassador, when Ghana's ambassador in the U.S. goes to the U.S., does he go to do any other way to get money to eat? Does he go to do a different way to get money to eat? So long as he remains the ambassador of Ghana, Ghana will supply everything, free accommodation, free car, food, free everything. They dress in ground, they will give you enough money because you must dress as a Ghanaian. So it is with a child of God. Once you become a child of God, you are representing Christ, you are representing heaven. The Bible says that God will say all your needs, all. We are supposed to be enjoying here before we go to heaven. We are supposed to live the heaven life on earth here because the Bible says that our citizenship is for what? From heaven. We are having people living on this earth. So we are representing heaven. We are supposed to show people what goes on in heaven on this earth. Are we understanding it? So we are all giving a message of reconciliation. Every child of God has been given a reconciliation. What is the message of reconciliation? Telling the unbelievers that the kingdom of God has come. And if you don't come into the kingdom, when you die, you go to hell. That Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, you can enter that kingdom by accepting him as your personal savior. That's the message of reconciliation God has given us. And it's for everybody. It's not for the pastors. It's not for growing leaders, the mission committee. It's for everybody. Are we understanding? But many a time, we only want to live in the enjoyment part. Today, God has blessed me. The purpose of God blessing you is that you must be able to. Many people are not receiving the blessings of God to the fullest because they are not doing the ministry of reconciliation. But if you want to receive the full blessings of God, start doing the ministry of reconciliation and you see how the blessings work. Because that's the main reason why God blesses us. Not just for us to enjoy. But can you imagine that the ambassador of the U.S. is in Ghana here and just sitting in the house, just eating, not making sure that what the U.S. government asks him to do. What will happen to the ambassador? What do you think will happen to the ambassador? They'll call him home immediately, isn't it? So that's why many people are dying early. Many Christians are dying because we are not doing what we are supposed to do. God says, since you are not interested, you come home and rest. Hallelujah. But you know, the ministry of reconciliation that has God has given us, God has equipped us as well. As one is, says that, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. The ministry of reconciliation is done with the power. God is not expecting you to go and just talk to people with strength, because the other world, there are powers. So he says that you receive power that will enable you to the ministry of reconciliation. Let me see how many people speak in tongues here. Can you raise your hands? Okay. When you speak in tongues, Second Corinthians chapter, you know, verse 4, says that those who speak in build themselves up. What that means is that you charge yourself. You charge the power inside you. And many of us have been charging the power inside us, and we don't use it for anything. It will just run down. It's like you have your telephone, your mobile phone. You plug it, the whole, you plug it and it's charged, and you go and keep it down. In the evening, it runs down, you keep it again. That's the way some of us are behaving. We are not using Telephone is for what? To make calls, isn't it? with the phone, but it will run that because once you put it, the battery, the other system in the phone will be running the battery down. By the effective use of it, we are not using it. The same way we are as children of God. Every day we come, we pay in tongues and things, and after that we see that. We have enough energy in us, we have enough power, God's power in us, but we don't release it. 
we release it by the That is why in Mark 16 from verse 17, the Bible talks about the sign, how believers will be identified. He said that, and this sign shall follow those who believe. Every believer will be identified with these signs if you are doing the ministry of reconciliation. The first sign is that they will drive out demons. Every believer will drive out demons. Can I see by hand? The last time people, somebody who is sure that for the last three months he drive out one demon. Can you raise your hand? The past three months, you drive out one, one demon, pe? only one hand. But, but the number of people who, who raise their hand and they speak in time, you. what are you using the power for? The second one, they will speak in new tongues. That one, the, many of us are identified like that. Anybody who speaks in tongues means that he's an ambassador. You have been given the ministry of solution that you must do. The third sign is that those speak cast snakes with their hands. Snake here is talk about the devil. You have confusion the devil. But the devil will not. By many of us, we say the devil is worried. The devil has caused us to do this. The devil has caused us to do this. Every believer, God has given us power so that we are overcomers of the are you with me? Uh, I'm not sure you are happy with me. This man, youth matter because mission. He wants everybody to go around. The third, the fourth sign is that when they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. Many of the things we take are poisons in themselves. But the power of God is protecting us. The power of God is protecting us. Our our pastor is a nutritionist. The good food and the bad food that we eat. And the way our body is struggling to separate the bad from the, the good protesters. And the final one, the fifth sign is that they will place their hands on the sick people. When was the last time you lay your hands on sick people? Are, when was the last time? When people are sick in the community, the believers are the first place, not the hospital. When the, when the believer is not able to exercise his faith, then, but the believers are able to exercise their faith. To cause God's power that is in them to cause the healing to pass. This is not uh, agreeing with what I'm saying. When you lay your hands on the, the person, won't your hand make like this? Eh? Some of us, we think that when you lay hands on the people, the sickness will come to us. So they should go with their trouble. After all, you didn't cause the sickness. But the Bible says, every, when we are carrying out the ministry of reconciliation, now, one part, that's one thing I want to add. In Ephesians 3, 10, it says that his intent was that now, through the church, the church means all of us individually, put together, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Who are the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms? The demons and the, and the like. It's Satan and his kingdom, they are the authorities in the heavenly realm. It says that the wisdom of God should be made known to them through us. How is that going to happen? How we demonstrate the power of God? We are to go and the subjects of the kingdom. A new kingdom has come. In that kingdom, sickness does not exist. Because in heaven, there's no sickness. Is there, is there sickness in heaven? So you, you demonstrate it to the people that sickness must run away from their body by laying hands on them, by praying for them. They, when you do that, God will cause it to happen. God, God he is sending you to do it. So the Bible says that the kingdom of God's dead, what? Demonstration of the power of God is deposited in us the day we receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost. And until 
you start taking the step, you will not see the power being demonstrated in your life. This mission that we are going, as we go to the community, you have the power inside you. So when you, when you go and tell people to accept Christ, and they see people are there, lay your hands on them, and you see what God will do at that place. Are you hearing me? Lay your hands on them, you see what God In October, we went for a crusade in on one of the days. Normally, I do mass holy baptism on the crusade. So, one of the days after the previous day, no, I think it was the same day, after we did the holy baptism, and people also came for the sick people to be prayed. So, the people who received Christ, who accepted, who received the baptism that, that, one of them should volunteer and lay their hands on the sick and see what will happen. Then, one little girl, I said, well, if you don't know what to say, just lay your hand and say, in the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus carries everything. The power and everything. Carry. So when you lay your hand and say, in the name of Jesus, the power of God is released. That, that particular person, one, one arm was shorter than the other. So I said, okay, you lay your hand and say, in the name of Jesus, and see how the, how the arm will behave. Uh, and lay the hand. In the name of Jesus. Then all of a sudden, come and see the, the short arm growing just like that. We are carrying power. We are carrying what? Of God. And we are sitting on it. How would the people in the world receive the power of God if we don't go and demonstrate it? Now, the, I think my, my time is getting up. The, the crux of my message today is in the Matthew 28, Matthew 25, verse 28 to 30. When Jesus, when the king came back, what he did to the servant, or what he said to the servant, that said, oh, I know that you are wicked, and so I went to uh, hide the, the gold that you gave me. Many of us are like that servant. Once we accept Jesus Christ, we are just living in the enjoyment life, enjoyment, enjoyment. When I die, then I go to heaven. But when I saw this scripture, I started rethinking. I want to read it slowly so that you understand what that scripture is saying. It says that, so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. At the end of the day, where will there be weeping and gnashing of teeth? Will it be in heaven or hell? It will be where? Hell. Who is Jesus referring to here that that person will be thrown to hell? Is it the subject or the servant? Who? The servant, isn't it? That is where, when I saw this scripture, I became afraid. So it is possible for children of God to be thrown to hell. According to this scripture. I'm not sure you are happy with what I'm saying. It is possible for children of God who are servants to be thrown to hell if we are not doing the second part of the assignment. That's what he's saying. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not enough just coming to church. Oh. It's not enough saying that me, I'm saved. Oh. It's not enough that saying that, oh, me, I am blessed. He's saying that if you don't do the second part, because they are servants already, me that they are saved. He's not saying that the subject of the kingdom should be thrown to hell. He said that the servant who hid his, ta his talent 
saying that media, uh, after all, I'm your servant already. And you, you are not correct. You are in heaven enjoying. You say media should be here, be suffering. When I go, the people will be laughing at me. In fact, I even try to lay my hands on the sick people. The people even die on top. You are not confirming your word in my life. So I won't do it again. The Bible is saying that. If you don't go for missions, if you don't tell your friend, your family member, people around you that Christ is the Savior, they should come to him. And you are sitting down now, oh, me, dear, I'm saved already. I'll come to church. I'll pay my tithe. I'll do that. I'll do that. So that I'll be blessed. You are in a danger of going to where? Danger of going to where? So it's not only unbelievers that will go to hell. Believers who are not doing the work that God has given us are in a danger of going to where? But my prayer is that all of us will be raptured. We will not go to hell. Why? Because we will do the missions that God has given. We will carry along, we will carry out the message, the message of what? Reconciliation. Wherever you find yourself, whether at school, whether at work, whether at home, in Trotro, wherever you are, tell the people about the good message of Christ, the salvation message, the gospel, that Christ has come to die for us so that we will not go to hell, we will go to a better place that God has prepared for us. If you refuse to do that, the Bible is saying to, I'm not saying it to, you can't guarantee your place in heaven. Today, I'm not sure people are happy with me at all. Why have you come to bring this scripture cry out? So that I'll tell God that me, I didn't see this one in the Bible. But they say that ignorance of the law is no what? It's no excuse. So, today you have heard it. If you don't do it, that day you won't blame God because he has told you. Because the, the calling is twofold. He will bless you so that you can enjoy, but you must also do it so that other people can come. And Let's not be selfish. Let's not be what? As for me, dear, I'm safe. That is his headache. Mm-mm. It is your headache. Because you are the only person through which the power of God can pass and break the yoke over the person's life. Are you with me? If you agree with me, then shall we be on our feet? That God will give us this understanding that we are here not just to enjoy, but to carry his message of love to others. That is our main work here. It's not meant for pastors, because the pastors and the apostles and the teachers, they are, their role is different. This is meant for us as servants, ambassadors of Christ. That God will give us grace that we can do what he expects us. That these missions that we want to embark here, we shall all participate in it. It is part of the work that God has called us. God planted us here so that we can affect this community and make sure that they also become members of the kingdom. And at the end of the day, we shall also be at where Christ is. Having the assurance that as we go, we are going in the name of the Lord. The name that carries every power that, that we need. And signs and wonders will follow us, even as we go. Shall we all individually pray? We pray in the new language. First, we pray asking God for forgiveness language that God should build us up strength and grace. Shall we all pray? Shall we all pray? In the name of Jesus. Father, we receive your word. We ask for forgiveness for refusing to be used as carriers of the message of consolation to our family members, to our friends, to the community. We pray that you forgive us 
We thank you for, for because your word says that we we'll confess our sins. You are faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, we ask that you give us grace. Shall we all pray in thanks now? Shall we all pray? Ramba seeking the Rilaba Zayam, Shall we all raise up our hands? Father, even as we raise up our hands, we ask that you release your grace upon us. Grace that will enable us to fulfill this purpose of carrying out the ministry of reconciliation. Father, I thank you for today's message. If you ask, we raise up our hands as a surrender and ask for mercy. We ask that if you ask, you approach the throne of grace, release your grace upon us. Release that grace upon us. Amen. Release your grace upon us in the multiple fold Amen. that we can be able to achieve your purpose for our life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now receive that grace. Amen. Receive the grace of God. Receive that grace. Receive that grace. Grace that will cause us. Grace that will cause you to achieve God's purpose of carrying out the ministry of reconciliation. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.